The success of shows like Scam 1992 and Bad Boy Billionaires tells us one thing that we all love a spicy financial drama. But while it's fun and entertaining to watch them being played out on the big screen with great actors like Pratik Gandhi and Vijay Mallya, the people affected by these scams are very very real. In fact, the one I want to talk about was supposed to be on Bad Boy Billionaires. So, Let's talk about one of the biggest corporate accounting scams in India that affected thousands and thousands of people in the early 2000s, the Satyam scam. What happened? It all began with Satyam Computer Services and its then chairman and CEO Ramalinga Raju. The company mainly dealt with the IT and computer services sector. Raju had been manipulating numbers in the balance sheets to secure crores and crores of money to inflate the value of the company. Allegedly, there were false invoices and fake bank statements for years, all to show higher revenues and profits, which in turn affected their stock price. By the end of it, Satyam's accounting fraud allegedly ran up to over 7000 crore rupees with some estimates going as high as 9000 crore rupees it deflated the national market by thousands of crores with losses to the investors and the general public seriously this is not that kind of thing to be honest even the auditors people whose whole job it is to make sure that the company's financial statements are on the up and up didn't catch any of it The company was actually valued at 78 million dollars but according to a lot of reports they projected it at 1.1 billion dollars. According to the CBI investigations, thousands of innocent people invested in what they thought was a great and thriving company only to lose out when the scandal came to light. So, how did this happen and how did Raju do this? Let's go back to the beginning. The company was started by two brothers, Rama Raju and Ramalinga Raju, in Hyderabad in 1987, and it became a listed company with the Bombay Stock Exchange in 1991. In the years that followed, the company was climbing the ladder of success, with Ramalinga taking the helm as chairman in 2006. To the market, during the time that Ramalinga was chairman, it looked like Satyam Computers was a steady and rising business. The stock price soared, and the brothers started cashing out. They used this money to secure bank loans which they then invested in properties across the country. Sebi's probe later on reported that there was an excess shown to be 12,000 crores, but we all know that actually wasn't the case. Let's enter the scam. Now while some of the brothers real estate ventures did manage to turn a profit, Some of the money was put back into Satyam Computers. The brothers started manipulating more than just bank statements and invoices when they started showing higher operating costs and thereby higher profits. How they did this seems fairly simple. Most companies, including Satyam, make use of an enterprise resource planning system for accounting. It's a system that runs on a central single collection of data. Usually, this helps to keep things streamlined rather than using multiple books of numbers and information that could lead to multiple places of human error. Also, the software usually only tracks data that the users input. So, it's pretty easy to leave things out because the software wouldn't know that they're missing it. Since all the data was held in one database and the data could so easily be manipulated at the same time, it's assumed that it was this loophole that the brothers took advantage of. It's claimed that both brothers conspired to massively increase their revenue. Again, they did this through years of balance sheets, P&L statements, annual reports. They even had fake salary accounts and inflated bank statements to dupe investors. With all of this, their stock price just kept going up. Price Waterhouse Coopers, who were the auditors of the Satyam companies, were supposed to verify all of these documents. And well, doesn't look like they did too good a job. By many estimates, around 7561 fake bills were created and the auditors didn't spot them for almost 8 years. Physical verification wasn't done either. They eventually converted all of this money into a fixed deposit account. 
According to earlier reports, the value was estimated to be around 5,000 crores. While the company was doing well, Ramalinga Raju wanted to take advantage of the boom in the real estate sector. So he bought land in multiple cities. During this time, he also founded Meta's Infrastructure and Meta's Properties, which anyone will tell you is just Satyam spelled backwards. The ownership of both companies were in several of his family members' names. And so it was here that the actual scam began. Since he'd overextended himself in buying properties and needed more money, he turned to his other company, Satyam Computers, and began manipulating books. The stakeholders, investors, partner companies, and even most of his employees were none the wiser. But then, the 2008 recession hit. We're down by between 3 and 4.5% generally across these markets. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. And real estate prices were at a then all-time low. And that is where everything started to unravel. The fall. The 2008 market crash is still reported as one of the worst in human history. It affected the world economy and led to massive losses. Banks couldn't sustain their house loans, investment firms began to crumble, and stocks just started plummeting. Companies across the world started suffering, and Satyam wasn't spared either. With their real estate holdings starting to deplete, the brothers were bleeding capital. And so, they were in real trouble. As with most entrepreneurs and investors across the world worried about their wealth, the board of directors at Satyam started demanding that the fixed deposits be placed into safe and profitable ventures. The brothers offered to invest it in Matus, owned by their own family and themselves. And this didn't sit too well with the board. At first, the board approved the move. But then after discovering that Matus had incurred losses during the housing crash, they started taking a closer look into everything. More and more questions about all the statements, invoices, the projected profits were being raised. They started finding a lot of inconsistencies. And the brothers, they weren't able to answer any of the questions. And the board just wouldn't let up the pressure. So finally, on January 7th, 2009, seeing no way out, Ramalinga Raju wrote down a five-page confession of the entire fraud. It was like riding a tiger without knowing how to get down without being eaten, Raju said in one of his confession letters. The aftermath. So then, what happened? Once the brothers confessed, a CBI investigation was conducted and the years of fraud were revealed. Stock prices started falling. On 28th October 2013, the Enforcement Directorate filed a charge sheet against Raju and 212 others involved in the scam. On 9th April 2015, Ramalinga Raju and his brother were sentenced to seven years in prison and fined 5.5 crore rupees. In January 2018, PricewaterhouseCoopers was banned from auditing listed companies in India for two years for its alleged role with Satyam Computer Services by India's capital market regulator. PwC has come on record and said that they had no knowledge of any wrongdoing and that they weren't part of this scam. The regulator's order was later overturned, but the Indian wing of PwC was fined $6.6 million by the SEC for not following the code of conduct and auditing standards. Satyam Computers was eventually taken over by Tech Mahindra as per business standard, according to the prosecution's case, ICICI Prudential Life Insurance suffered the highest loss of Rs. 698.67 crore, followed by HDFC Standard Life Insurance at 218 crores, and of course, there were many others. The aftermath of the scam left long-lasting consequences for a lot of people. 
The Indian government and SEBI took various steps to tighten the laws and protocols so this never happens again. There were several new regulations added under the Companies Act of 2013. SEBI amended Clause 49 and so companies are now required to change their auditors every 10 years. There were several other protocols and safety measures enacted and what at the time was one of India's most devious and massive scams is now etched into our history books as a cautionary tale for anyone who's looking to do the same.